Hey all, and welcome to the second episode of Bitchin' with Bell and Bawali. I'm Kanaz Bawali, your co-host, and Grant Bell here with your other co-host. And today is actually a very oh. special episode because it is the very first episode with a special guest, Haley Mott. Hi, everybody. So Haley is a good friend of me and Grant, and she lives in Cleveland. And uh, she has a very interesting perspective on high school and uh you know, just a whole culture of, of <laughs> high school society. Whole um, school of just people <laughs> in school. She yeah. knows like a lot. She knows so many people, I feel like. You know? Yeah, she does. And that's why it's really, that's why we thought it was really imperative to actually have her on in, on our first episode. Yeah, um, going, you're going back to back here. Got to <laughs> first, you know. very so honest. glad you're here. <laughs> so uh, we have, we have uh, a lot of like some good stuff to talk about. Granny, you want to lead off? Um, yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, Haley and I, we were talking, um, a little bit before this and, um, kind of like brainstorming some things here and we kind of got on to the topic of like hookup culture, um, like, like hookup culture, like relationship culture, like within the school, um, in outside of school and like how far, like the dynamic there. And I was kind of wondering like, what's your opinion? Like, do you think there is a hookup culture at all? Or do you think there's a relationship culture? as far as like high school or just teenagers in general? I think definitely our school there is. I mean, if you look at like our grades specifically, there's not that many um, like relationships. Like there's not as many boyfriend and girlfriend relationships as there are like hookups. I personally think, I think that if people in our grade are dating, eight, out, eight times out of 10, it's with people from, you know, like upperclassmen or underclassmen. And so that like, kind of shows them not maturity level of like our peers but just like the they have about relationships i'm not making any assumptions but like it's more hookups than relationships and my you say it differs from grade to grade i think so i mean like you look at seniors at our school who have been dating since freshman year of high school and like juniors and stuff and i'm not necessarily saying that that's not possible for people in our grade i just think it's less common with people in our grade and and do you why do you think that it's more common to you know, have this hookup kind of relationship, like kind of like a friends with benefits rather than uh, a relationship. Um, kind of double-bladed sword here. I mean, it kind of makes it easier, but it's also like, it can get messy. It can get complicated. <laughs> but like, if you have, you know, <clears throat> or quote guidelines to it, then, I mean, it'll be fine. But. You think that differs from so, like, public school and private school or just and just schools in general? I think just schools in general, yeah. So do, would you say, like, Orange is different than Beachwood or Orange is different than, I don't know, Ed's? Given the fact that I know absolutely nothing about... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you're very familiar with people from Gilmore, is that right? More or less. And would you say, I, I don't know if you, would you, do you know if that, if that kind of culture is uh, similar? Um, I mean, I don't really know. A lot of the people that I know from Gilmore aren't all about that. They're not like. Yeah, that's understandable. Hook up people, because like, yeah, but. Yeah, that's understandable. Um, do you think, um, I guess as far as, I guess, hookup culture, um, that's like with quotes around it, because it is and like, it, I mean, it is an opinion. Um, whether you think it's like a, a real thing um do you think that most hookups stem from parties or like things like that where there's like substance probably 
or other things like that? Or do you think that it's just um, the class as a whole, not like, like teenagers as a whole, not wanting to be invested in a relationship? It's just easier to go to hookups or is it like a party thing, like just like that? I think it'd be either or. Um, as time goes on, like in high school and stuff that I've seen, I think that party <clears throat> definitely have a big influence on it. Same with substances. I was at a party once and I was like walking around. I wasn't doing anything just because, you know, I don't like doing stuff when I'm at parties. I like observing yeah. people, mm -hmm. what people are doing. And like, wow, he's wasted. <laughs> the basement, people who I've never, you know, really heard of before. And it's like, I can bet you that if you were sober, you would not be doing that right now. So yeah. yeah. But I think it can go either way. It can definitely. That's really interesting. So that's actually great. You, you, you brought up a pretty interesting point. Would you, would you guys say, like, some of these uh, friends with benefit kind of relationships? You know, and it's weird to say hookup culture because no one ever uses that word because mm -hmm. no one really talks about it. I mean, yeah. people talk about it. They talk, like, very specific about specific people. We're talking about it as, like, a broad, uh, wholesome kind of tangible, almost, almost tangible thing. <laughs> And no one has ever done that before. So I think this is really interesting. Um, but would you say that, that these relationships are just kind of struck up or, or kind of like sparked by um, substance hookups? Like I've, I can, I'm sure you've heard stories in so high about how, um, you know, people are drunk at parties and they hook up and then, and then a shit show occurs. Love. Yeah, love, you know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, sometimes there's, like, pre-iterated, you know, texting, conversations, whatever. Like, people obviously have feelings for each other, and those feelings obviously come out when substances are involved. But I think that, overall, it's... Hey, this is um, kind of an interesting question. A little bit more sinister. Um, do you think that there, there... Have you ever heard stories, or do you think this occurs at, like, with not just at Orange, but just in the whole kind of, you know, Cleveland greater area? Uh, about where people actually um, manipulate other people when they're drunk, you know, because they, they'll forget and, and they'll say like, oh yeah, we totally hooked up or um, or things like, you said this to me or something like that. Do you think that occurs? Or has it occurred and you know about it? Obviously it occurs everywhere, but something that I'm very thankful for and that I've seen at parties that like people at my school throw is that a lot from what I know, a lot of that doesn't really happen. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I don't know everyone's experience at parties from, with like people at our school, yeah. but from what I've heard and like from what my friends have told me, if they've been like drunk or <clears throat> like the guy or the girl would never or didn't like pressure them into something that they didn't want to do, which I think is good. I think that's very, yeah. very, especially like given the fact that people at our school has started to throw parties where it's like mostly people from our school. So when you have that, more consistent and yeah kind of close knit. Mm -hmm. yeah. and do you think you could like, talk about um like from a girl's perspective just talk about how the just kind of the mindset that like the the whole kind of thought process that goes through um I know you can't speak for all girls but like for the most part when they when they decide to um I don't know for example sneak out of the house and go on, on like an older guy's car when they can't drive yet say when they're a freshman or sophomore and um and decided to, to kind of associate themselves with that person well, what's the kind of thought process like why do they do it because when i hear stories about it like it just seems like that doesn't seem like them or like that seems that seems insane like this person doesn't shouldn't you know that doesn't seem like they would even consider that 
So what do you think, like, how that works? Um, obviously, there's more to people than meets the eye with a lot of people. And I think, like, at school, unless you're, like, really, really close with the person, you don't know exactly what's going through their head all the time. You don't know, like, exactly what they want or exactly what they like. So, like, if you do know this person well and they are doing that kind of stuff, maybe they just want to change or they want mm -hmm. what I don't really know. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. And also going back a little bit, I actually have, you know, although it's like quite a sensitive topic, I have a, a like a, almost a firsthand experience like with this. Um, and uh, let's see, I was at a party where, um, you know, multiple people were drunk and everything like that. And, you know, like you see people giving um, obviously already drunk people drinks, you know, and um, like at that point, do you think people know, like if it, if it is the case, do you think people know um, when they're giving um, already like drunk people drinks? Like, do you think they know and like what their intentions are doing that? And um, if they don't, is it okay to be get, like giving, like just give people drinks like that? Um. I mean, people get really blind. I think they want everyone to, you know, have a good time and they want everyone around them to feel like they're having a good time. So like, if you're drinking, you want other people to drink. I don't necessarily mean or think that always it's, a, it's, it's with bad intentions, but I mean, some people can get pretty nasty when they're drunk. So I mean, it, it can really go anyway. Yeah, and I guess it's just me, but like, you know, I've just been in places where I've literally like, seen a guy like give a drink to a girl who's clearly you know out of it and you know i i go you know and like take the drink away because yeah. you know like you you clearly see like i think i felt like you know like what was like going on because the guy you know is a little bit more sober than the girl and stuff like that and you know like even like in times like that do you think most most of the time people um end up doing like the responsible thing would you say um, not necessarily taking the drink away from from a girl or anything like that, but like the responsible thing, like kind of like you said, like the orange like um, like culture kind of like has that respect. Do you think um, more times than not the responsible thing happens? I would like to think so. I'm not really sure. I mean, I haven't really heard that many horror stories about that kind of stuff happening. Um, mm -hmm. But I mean, it definitely does happen, which is the unfortunate part about it. But it does happen, and. I would like to think that more often than not, people like you are stepping in and, you know, preventing that stuff from happening. But I couldn't say. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. You know, what's really fascinating, though, is that, uh, you know, you hear about the stuff in the news, but you would never imagine it happens at home like this, you know, like kind of right in front of our eyes in yeah. our, uh, in our, like, in such a close society like, like your school. Um, but this, this might be going into a little bit of, um, of peer pressure. But Haley, like, have you have you noticed that like where if someone if a girl were to join a or actually no just girls and guys, um, where where they would join a friend group but then they were kind of pressured into going to parties and um, and drinking etc. Um, but do and, and if they refuse to, do you see their social their group kind of socially pushing them out like kind of passively pushing them out? I've definitely, yes, I've definitely seen that happening. Like, even at our school and, like, schools that I used to go to and schools that my ex-peers now go to, like, I've definitely seen that happen a lot, which is 
very unfortunate, but you know, people are selfish and people are stupid and people care more about being popular and partying than like safety mm -hmm. people. Uh -huh. Do you, do, without saying names, do you have an example of this? Um, I mean, yeah, like I used to go to a school that was very, like even in middle school, I went there until fourth grade, but even then it was like super elitist and like there were the popular girls and there were the less popular girls and I was like I was just there but um I saw like I watched them go into high school through social media and stuff and I watched them slowly like stop being friends with one another and I noticed like the girls who did party more stayed um whereas the other girls didn't really and you know I'm still friends with the girls that aren't those huge partiers and I've talked to them and, you know, through mutual friends, like I've just heard stuff and, mm -hmm. you know. And, and st sticking on the topic of friend groups, do you like when people do decide to leave a friend group in that situation or in, in any situation for that matter, um, do you see, say if that pop, if that group were more influential group, do you see that group kind of, again, socially discrediting them? Like, and just kind of telling people like, this girl's crazy or something like that. Like, even like just because they decide to leave a uh, their group um i haven't i mm, i'm not really sure at our school obviously there's a lot of drama with friends or whatever and a lot of people leave friend groups for many different reasons but i think for the most part like if if one person's more popular than the other person and the less popular person leaves the friend group the popular person isn't going to go around and be like social pariah social pariah like well, yeah well not not directly but would you say like indirectly passively oh no i no i don't i don't think so not a, not mm -hmm. at all not yeah. very much so you think their decision to leave isn't like it's respected like that what you're saying like is their decision to leave the friend group like respected and they're not like shamed for it i think it's understood i don't think it's respected yeah. um <laughs> really, so so uh speaking uh, continuing on friend groups so like when when we say popular or influential friend groups what what is what is that defining factor what makes them so influential and popular um i think it can go many different ways i mean a lot of the popular people at our school coincidentally not saying that everyone who's popular at our school is wealthy a lot of people at our school are wealthy and so i think that you know like they they have the ability to throw bigger parties and they have the ability to like do more stuff and so I think that is a contributing factor but then again like I know some people that aren't as wealthy who are just unbelievably kind and you know they're popular amongst people but I think overall it's kind of how much you get your name out like mm -hmm. if you're a partier and you're a big person who like drinks alcohol or does drugs it's like you're more well known and I think there's a stigma around that where if you do that kind of stuff then you are popular Mm -hmm. And Grant, diving into the psychology of it, why do you think that wealthy people um, are popular and more influential? Um, well, as far as like, you know, wealthy people, um, I think they just, like Kaylee said, they have a lot, like more options. But at the same time, like you can look at like, I guess the other side or like kind of like a malicious side of it. Um, these wealthy people like, might not be able to see like the people that are friends with them to maybe take advantage of them and like what they have you know i think like a lot of, a lot of wealthy people like that are popular and everything um complain a lot about getting 
like you know fucked over um when in reality it's just them being you know so open with everybody they don't realize that you know they're being used you know mm-hmm. and i mean yes it like is it their fault that other people don't have the decency to treat them like people um like they can't really control that but as um like it still happens as far as that you know like that's kind of like where i get the whole um popular equates to um, popularity equates to having you know money yeah. just like a, a dignified background kind of uh-huh and and Haley, so how do you see um this is a little bit a little bit changing changing uh directions here have you noticed that the sellers have gained a sense of value and popularity since they started selling i think i've definitely seen since you know middle school and coming into high school a lot of people have started experimenting with drugs and alcohol a lot more and like people no matter you know social status no matter um wealth they people can find resources and people can sell it to other people at schools and obviously like when the word spread around of people you know being able to sell these things they obviously gain more popularity and like I've seen people who are close to me become a lot more popular because of like people are like oh you're friends with so-and-so yeah I heard that you know they sell weed or something whatever but like yeah I think that definitely has something to do with their not really social status because you know some people may think some people look down upon that but I think like they're more well known now, do you think that <clears throat> the decision to um, do or not do these things is mostly based upon whether or not that person that is making the decision, um, like on what others think? Do you think that's like their decision is based on what, what the, the feedback they'll get from other people? Um, I think if you're part of a friend group, as we talked about before, and you don't smoke weed, but like, like you're okay with it. You, you don't have, you know, a huge thing against it, but it's not like something that you really like to do. I think that if you're in that mindset that, oh, I have to do this in order to be friends with these people, then that's mm-hmm. going to be the decision that someone's going to make. They're not going to stick with their moral compass and like not do something. Yeah. Like, how about you as like a freshman? Like, what what was your, like, thought process when, when somebody was just, like, when you go to high school, don't do drugs. When you, like, when somebody told you that, like, were you, did you have that, you know, like, probably like most of us, um, like, reaction, like, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm going to do drugs. I'm going to do whatever I want to do because I'm a high schooler now. Or did you, were you, like, no, drugs are real shit. I don't want to get fucked up. Like, 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 honestly, like, do you think you had, like, like what kind of reaction do you think you had like back then versus now? I think a little bit of both. I think part of me was like, you know, I've seen what this stuff can do to people and it sucks. But then another part of me was like, I'm curious. So yeah. um, I'm not really sure like then versus now. I don't really remember how I thought about it then. I mean, obviously, you know, wasn't doing it that much, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, I think my mindset's definitely changed about it. I think now it's not something that, you know, I think that pe- that my friends are doing because, um, like, it's cool, you know, or we can now where we're in high school. I think it's something that if people are doing around, if the people around me are doing it, then it's because they want to do it and it makes them feel good. But, like, if they don't want to do it, then they don't. And we don't judge them on that because that's their decision.
You know what's interesting? Why do you guys think that substance is so popular in every single high school across the country? Like because it's illegal and it's <laughs> this kind of this kind of delinquent behavior and uh, insubordination that teenagers exhibit. Why is so interesting? Just just mm-hmm. like they just want to break the rules. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Honest. Like, even for me, like the second I got to high school, I just saw like weed and like marijuana like drugs alcohol <laughs> i was like dude that shit's so cool <laughs> like i like i like that was it was so cool i wanted to do it like the second anybody offered me a card, i was like 60 dollars for you <laughs> right now i'm gonna get that <laughs> like, no you like, guys literally. think it's like um because it's like this kind of sense of independency and yes just like Absolutely. you get to make your own choices even though they're Absolutely. not they may not be smart. They talk about freedom, you know, when you get to high school, they always talk about, like, how you get more freedom, you know, but. Yeah, we could do a lot of things with freedom, but people choose to do drugs. Because <laughs> it's illegal. You know, obviously here, it's not legal to smoke weed recreationally, and even if it was, we're all under 18 or 21, whatever the age limit is for it. So, like, I think that you get the freedom with the rebellion of it. Like, when you feel free, you feel, you know, wild, but, like, you're doing it, and you know that it's not legal, so it gives you that I'm badass. Do you think if drugs were not illegal, they're any age, do you think people, oh, this is, this is kind of, I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of answering my own question here, but, like, I think, do you think people would still use them? Um, yeah. So, I, I'm friends with people who travel and friends with people who are very you know culturally aware and I've talked to them about this and they're like in France 16 year olds are allowed to drink but they don't drink to party a lot of them drink to party but you know not always it's not always drinking to party it's not always drunk it's you know drinking with a meal or it's drinking with your family and it's like drinking ages drinking legal drinking ages in other countries are lower than here and I think that that instills um a sense of responsibility like amongst the youth in other countries whereas here if we aren't allowed to drink then that just makes us want to do it more so i think that yes if things like alcohol and drugs weren't illegal here then you wouldn't see that much of it happening so Haley, when you walk into a party this may be changing gears like a little bit abruptly but like do you see polarization? Do you see groups banding with each other? Do you see people like just kind of going way outside their social comfort zone? Um, like, what do you see? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I know my friend had a party and I came pretty late. I came like three hours late because I had to find a ride. That's the point. But I walked in and her house was packed. It was packed with people. And like, there were people all over talking to people that you know, I didn't really know they were friends, whatever. But then there were also people that were, you know, sitting on the couch with like the people that they usually hang out with. Some people were standing alone. Some people were just hanging out, playing pong, whatever, doing their own thing. And so I think it really, it varies a lot. And I think that's really cool because, you know, you could talk to someone at a party that you've never talked to before and, you know, make a lot of good friends. And I did that. I I do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, kind of like 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 off of Kanaz's question um since I guess at least with orange parties you said like everybody knows everybody from orange 
do you see the same kind of groups of people that um, come together in the school also coming together um, at the party? You know, like if there's different groups there, like are they are they mostly hanging out with their group? I think so. I think a lot of times when people are throwing parties, the first people that they think to invite are like, you know, their closest friends. And like, obviously, you know, they're your closest friends, but then you've got the other people who like do the same things as them. So I think that, yeah, a lot of the people that you see talking and hanging out in school are, you know, the people that are in the same situations at parties. Major shift in tides here. We're actually going to go onto the topic of like art dynamics and, you know, like, how how important like how important that is like as like for you know in a teenage life and like throughout high school and we're gonna actually um com compare and contrast that like versus sports kind of um and how that relates into our lives um and my question for you is like is it um is it easy to be subjected um to a specific crowd like type of people um being more towards the art side than the sports side like are you, do you think you're immediately like demonized almost for being in that culture you could say art. Um, I think something that's really cool about orange is that in that sense with you know sports and the whole art curriculum it's very diverse um not super you know high school cliche movie where you're a really big nerd if you're in band or you know you're weird if you're in art and you're just popular if you're you know part of the sports team a lot of like some of the most talented artists I know I spent a lot of time in the art room a lot of the most talented artists I know are on the football team they're you know part of the band they're cheerleaders they're popular people and you know like mm -hmm. I don't that things you do and extracurriculars you do define who you are as a person what's interesting is that uh I don't know the difference between, I don't know if Orange is, is better funded or just like a better demographic um, and just maybe just sheer size, but uh, like my school, and I, we talked about this in the, in the previous episode, Grant, um, it's just so, it's just very cliche. It's, it is the, the movie. It's like, it's just like, if you're in band, you're weird. If you do arts, you're kind of weird. Um, like in the arts is so underfunded. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Cause I remember actually, so they had this art building that's like 50 years old and they built a brand new, huge, just like, it was like, it was like a technologically advanced building right in front of it and like kind of hit it. It was really funny when the, cause it's kind of a big, it's kind of like a laughing stock of like campus. Um, and it's, it's just like, it's interesting to hear about, about orange and it's like how many people are in arts and everyone in arts at, uh, at, at my school is, is, I don't know, it's just kind of a dead end for them. Cause they don't, they don't go anywhere. In, in in high school at least when I that's what I mean, like everything like they always they, they want to pursue something in arts in school but they always get cut off with like requirements and stuff because actually you don't need a requirement uh, you don't need an art requirement to graduate from North Carolina high schools and then, wow. and then like and and I remember when I first heard that from my guidance counselor I was like it's like I don't understand she's like well you don't need you literally don't need one to graduate and you don't need one at North Carolina um, colleges you don't need one to enter but like in other colleges around the country know that about North Carolina schools so they're not gonna hold it against you so like it's just like it's like they're kind of like it's just like it's almost I feel like they're just kind of like trying to uh, like yeah. outlaw the the whole art um pursue entirely 
like they're just they keep making rules and keep making um new requirements that make it more difficult like you need eight electives and i think like four of them need to be science and uh-huh. it's just like or maybe six actually i know it was something it was something unfair but mm-hmm. um but like so so more more people and like the new science building is is absolutely it's three stories and the art building is like is is like a, a single story it's like it's got like two rooms and like i said it's like from the 1950s so it's pretty it's pretty crazy to um to see how how astronomically different it is down here and like um, that's like really unfortunate because like I, like obviously it's unfortunate but the people that I feel like really invest themselves <clears throat> in the you know art culture um it not only is something that they enjoy but it's kind of like something they um, hold on to like as far as like it's a part of them and their emotion and it's like how they portray themselves as a person you know yeah so um almost like for them not to like be able to have that opportunity there um it, it almost like hurts you know your own development in a way i mean that i might be you know jumping con- like to conclusions yeah. here when I, or what yeah so uh, grant do you remember the last episode when i said that teacher there's so many teachers there's no attention pretty much paid to to uh, most of them mm-hmm. so that's like that's that kind of goes hand in hand with this with this problem with art it's like um if there's like if they keep like cutting their budget and and something actually unfair happens and I don't have an experience with this, but like, like uh, unfair stories about their budget cuts and things like, um, like, like one, like one day halfway through the semester, their their class gets cuts off and they have a free block, and they're like, they're like, what happened to this class? And like, it just, a, you know, it's they, but it was budget cuts. They could just cut the class, and then and then I mean, free blocks are common in um, in my school, mm-hmm. so they just give them a free block, and it's just like, it's just really unfair to them. They, they don't, some of them can't drive and they're like, well, I have a free block in the middle of the day. Where am I supposed to go? Cause they can't stay on campus. Yeah. So, um, so it does, it does kind of, you know, fuck, fuck them up a little bit. Like, <laughs> and, um, and like the teachers, it, like the teachers just can't do anything about it because no one's going to listen. There's, there's so many teachers and there's so much going on with administration that they just, they don't listen to them. And, yeah. and like, and like, I know <laughs> English teachers like, um, who go like, like a student will come to an English teacher and say like I really want to do this but it's not available at our school and they're like yeah it's tough like and like but at Orange I mean, correct me if I'm wrong but like if there's a problem or if there's something that like that like is kind of undercut like if you want to pursue something that's just that's just kind of underfunded or or not available they're gonna open that window for you yeah they you we can talk to a teacher and they could figure something out for you Definitely. yeah like Emerald? I like the whole idea of you know budget cuts or whatever in North Carolina versus here unbelievable because like um, last year, freshman year for us, um, we got a new art teacher and I didn't have any experience with the art teacher before, so I can't really say anything, but last year's art teacher literally turned everything around. He got so many scholarships for so many of his students, like at his um, old schools. And um, I think that like, I think for having a small school like us, I think that's very fortunate we're very fortunate to have, you know, a smaller school where we can know the, know all of the teachers more personally because like they can offer more opportunities to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and like on the whole financial basis of it, up here versus down there, there's a, a governor show, which is like an art um, exhibit competition. And so people from all over the state, you know, um, they submit their works through their school. And like some from Orange just got offered a $40,000 scholarship to an art college, like, through our school because of like this and so much effort to you know 
make that happen. And I think the difference between up here and down where you are is just crazy in that sense. I mean, keep in mind, his school does have 4,000 kids. Yeah. But I mean, um, at the same time, if you're going to have 4,000 kids, they should be able to have the opportunity to pursue, you know. Yeah. And I feel like, and I'm not sure if this is true, but um, maybe arts are are either something that's not profitable to the school, which is part of it, but I also feel like, is it, is it, um, I want to say, I'm not sure if this is correct, but is it, I feel, is it expensive to maintain and there's not as many, there's not much demand for it? It's definitely, definitely, definitely hard to maintain. Um, a lot of grants are required. I don't know that much about it, but you know, I've been, I talked with my teacher about it because we just got a grant for this large scale printer that prints on like 12 different surfaces, which is a lot. And um, like obviously ink supplies for that and it's just unbelievably expensive. So, I mean, when you look at a school like Orange, I'm not sure the whole tax situation over here, but you know, we don't have that big of a school compared to you guys. And I'm just surprised that like, your school is public, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a public school with 4,000 kids, I'm surprised that even if they wanted to, why, like why not put that much money or as much money as they can into like a program that kids want to do. But th then again, like you said, not a lot of people, I'm not sure, not a lot of people um, yeah. are oh, yeah. I feel like it's part of the social climate here as well. I mean, maybe in the South, I feel like it's just not, it's not as popular to be in interested in art as opposed to, yeah. um, yeah. but, uh, but like, and as, and as it, com it compared to sports, um, the, the sports at my school is like it's very it's 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 so serious like actually guys you get you don't even know i didn't even tell you guys this um so if you are oh actually maybe this is a common in a lot of high schools i don't, I don't know about orange if you're, if, are you, if you're an athlete do you get like special parking no, no. <laughs> but um actually here parking <laughs> um Tracking back just a little bit, I know you're in the middle of your story, mm -hmm. but um, to your comparisons that you guys made or the realizations you guys were making like with the funding and stuff like that and how, mu like how much everything costs for, for an art program to exist. Um, back to the original question, we are comparing this to sports, you know? Mm -hmm. And you were just bringing that back up. Is that price more than, you know, all of all of the sports that you know are sports. Well, that's a good point. Um, well, no, I think the good point you bring up is that like football games bring in money, you know, and and like uh, basketball games bring in money. Like literal, literal people pay to come sit watch the game, so it yeah. literally does bring in money um, directly. So uh, and art doesn't necessarily if they it can't really translate in the same way. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's maybe that's the problem, but um. Anyway, yes. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Continue your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really, like, I saw Haley's reaction. She was like shocked at social parking. Yeah, this is a big thing. Like, um, so our one of our biggest sports, or obviously our, our, we have a big football. Um, it's like it's like a really good football team. Like one of the best in the state, and uh, but also tennis is a big deal. So they get they get parking up front and center. Like so, because my school is so big, there's only there's I say only three hundred spots. There's three hundred spots, and it fills up instantly like there's like you, I this is really annoying because orange has like such a huge parking lot and it's like half of it's empty um but like 
but like yeah my parking lot at my school is is just like at the end at the end of the day a school day it takes about like 15 minutes to go like 12 feet because everyone's trying to go out one exit and it's not as big as orange it's just i feel like orange is really designed to be like have more people than it actually has but uh and it still takes 20 minutes to leave the student parking lot oh yeah (laughs) that's funny that's Um, 300 parking spots wow yeah and and like so there's actually this there's this one lot that's like right next to the entrance so it's easy it's quick it's easy for them to get in and out like quickly rather than having mm-hmm. be in the back and like way in the back and take forever and, and like traffic lights which is the original senior parking lot and by the way it's only seniors can park at, on campus at least um most people park in the like adjacent neighborhoods and walk <laughs> yeah i'm not <laughs> your parking lot taken away <laughs> you know that's, oh. that's so unfortunate honestly <laughs> Yeah, but like, on the bright side, you know, if you're a junior or a sophomore, you can still park. But we we can't like uh, just not on campus. Just not. Yeah. And you know, um, you said your football team was really good. You know, tooting your horn over there. Well, I go to Orange High School, and our football team's really good too. Don't get cocky over there, okay? Is it? Didn't you? Didn't you say you went three and eight? (laughs) Three and seven. Yeah, I'm a freaking comedian. I know. But um, yeah. our football team's here too. We exist. All right. Don't don't yeah. talk about my team. Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not bragging about my team. I'm just being objective. Oh, best in the state. It's, one, <laughs> it's like second or first in, in the state or something like that. Um, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. But um, regardless, it, it's the point I'm trying to prove here is that they literally get this. There's, there's, there's this parking lot that's just. I'm so jealous of it. It's just like it's it's just for football. It's no, not just for football. Just for I mean, just for sports. But it's huge, and it's just. Play sport. Oh wait, you do. You just can't drive. He rose, but not yeah. for the school. Not for the school. Oh. So, you know that's it's tough. But like I knew that um, uh, my brother's girlfriend played tennis. It was it was like perfect. It was right next to the entrance. He got out in and out really quickly. It's really easy. Um. So so I'm actually I'm actually shocked that you guys are shocked by this like we have just for for uh just for uh what's it called athletes yeah um etc yeah no i mean i've just never like me personally i've never really heard of that you know getting you know it's funny i think it's a difference with like the the whole scale of the school thing though because like i'm not really sure how many students orange has but i know it's nowhere near how many cannot has so like we all fit, we can all fit into one parking lot and we have a lot of room. So I don't necessarily that big of a deal, but like if there was a parking lot for people who did sports, I know a lot more people would be doing sports. Mm -hmm. I think we have like 300 or so boys in our school because like, I know that because of like the division of like our wrestling team or something like that, our football team or whatever. So we probably have like roughly like 600 kids, six, 700 kids that go to our school and you know that's just drastically smaller than your school yeah but you know what at at, um and i don't know if i've talked about this with you grant but at my school it it, at orange it's just so much easier to join sports you know you can join sports oh yeah and not get cut and like there's no there's no thing as a cut there's like really no such thing like a jv or a freshman team when it comes to like some sports. oh yeah 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 the teams are literally so small so that's wait did you guys have a jv team last year um barely yeah that's uh you guys used used to have a freshman team but that just not freshman and the funny thing is i didn't even feel bad for the jv football players i felt bad for the jv cheerleaders 
Yes. <laughs> I convinced that the only reason they have a JV football team is so that the JV cheerleaders can have someone to cheer for. Yeah, oh. I, I, I felt so bad. Like, it'd be cold, and they're just drinking, like, hot chocolate, watching, like, these, like, twigs of freshmen run across the field <laughs> getting outscored like 62 to zero no offense to my freshmen i love you guys but like that's what happened and like they're still like yelling like go oh, and i'm just like yeah heart my heart goes out to them yeah like but, honestly but like like with wrestling and uh, actually no actually this is really funny um so because my, my school's massive on the wrestling team 13 kids <laughs> that's, there's, there's, no, there's no JV or varsity. It's just it's just wrestling. And it's pretty much everyone's varsity. There's only 13 kids. That hurts my heart. We got a new coach, guys. We got a new coach, and he brought in like 26 kids his first year compared to the old coaching, like seven kids or something like that. And by the way, we're gonna have cheerleaders next year. What really? for the wrestling team? Wow. You know, um, catch your boy. Um, I have a great friend. He's graduating. He's a senior. Love the guy to death. Call him the Lion King. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> he will, uh, he, he definitely hyped me up for next year. You know, he said he's going to see me on top of the state, state podium along with the entire other Orange Wrestling team because we're on the come up. But, you know, going on a bit of tangent here. So, so in the South, it's not really big. You know, Ohio's a wrestling. Absolutely group. not. And live- maybe, maybe the Midwest. I think it's oh, Midwest, yeah, like Oklahoma wrestling area, kind of like Oklahoma area, or yeah, or Oklahoma. Um, actually, California has some good wrestling. Oh, really? Nebraska. I just knew. I just knew Ohio and Michigan have good wrestling. So, um, no, Michigan sucks. Michigan always sucks, and Michigan always will suck. Really? <laughs> that? Okay. Um, no, I'm, joking. I'm joking. Oh, I see. No. I see what you mean. But like, no, yeah, like, like the South generally is in a wrestling area, so that's why there's so little kids. It's just it was so funny because I actually thought about joining because I could excel because I've you know I've I have a lot of experience in wrestling. More than blood in you, yes. So I could have, um, but I was just like, I'm just like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. This is not. <laughs> I didn't even. I, I have I, a really I quit. I quit wrestling both seasons. So. <laughs> Yeah, I have a really interesting memory uh, story I could tell about um, our beloved Kanaz here, but I think I'll save him. Ooh, the, uh, were you, wait, you, were you kicked off the wrestling team uh, in seventh grade? No, I was never kicked off wrestling. You never kicked off? Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. doesn't matter. There's a difference. No, wrestling, wrestling was the sport that I got my shit together for because I love wrestling. Mm-hmm. Actually, I actually cut my season short because I got injured this year, and I got some good advice from some good people to tell me to, you know, chill out. But as as, as bittersweet as that was, still love wrestling and always will. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so Haley, um, kind of like a change of topics here, but um, have you ever been fishing like on a sizable boat, and like out of nowhere, you just realize that the the boat doesn't have its anchor? That's actually. <laughs> to me way more times than you believe like i've been out on my friend's boat we'll be hanging out and i'll be like dude we gotta park somewhere but there's no anchor and you know i have a lot of experience with anchors i'm sure kamaz could tell you all about it go to our channel sponsor uh if you if you want help making a podcast anchor.fm is the place to go if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make in a, in a, in a, in a place to make a podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. <laughs> Woo! Well, guys, that took us 15 minutes to conjure up. <laughs> um, so... So today's episode was uh, very unique. It was the first time us, first time us doing this. Uh, yes. What do you got to say about it? The guest, yeah, first time with a guest. Freaking great! She brought some great questions. Like, <laughs> like she really did. Um, I enjoyed our, our discussion it. about art and uh, and the difference between our schools was really interesting. And that's what, yeah. that's what that's the main reason I wanted to Haley because she has this very unique perspective on on both sides about everything, and specifically about um, you know the art uh, standpoint. Yeah, and I honestly hope you guys can like appreciate, you know, I guess the art side. I mean, I mean, like kind of, there is that stigma. Like, I hope you guys like when us like when we're talking about it, um, like you understand like how art can impact, you know, like certain certain cultures and everything like that. Um, and then like even what we talked about before, like um, with you know like party lifestyle and like drinking and. Uh, you know weed and everything like hope you guys like understand the importance and like kind of the unsettledness of the topic of like drinking and parties and like how people can actually be you know vulnerable when they're like drunk at parties i hope you guys realize that and everything but um yeah um, next episode uh, <laughs> no actually guest, we're gonna talk more about that stuff i think i think he or she the next next guest is gonna have some valuable input it's gonna be a lot of fun um and going forward with this podcast who the fuck knows? Yeah. Haley, thank you for joining us. Yeah, Haley, thanks um, for coming on. <laughs> I don't really know. Haley, do you have any last remarks you'd like to leave? Um, this was a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun. It was interesting to talk with you guys. You're both very opinionated, so it's cool to hear what you guys have to say. Um, drink responsibly. Smoke responsibly. Don't smoke. Don't drink. Do what you want. But be <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah. Love that. Love that. It's been real. It's been episode number two. Bitchin' with Bell and Buwali. Uh, Buwali, take us out here, please. You know, you can call us professional bitchers. <laughs> May the bitch be with you. What the fuck? <laughs> Keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in. All right, guys. Peace. <laughs>